Hello there, and welcome to the exciting world of HIP. This is a new departure in language instruction. For English-speaking people who want to talk to and be understood by jazz musicians, hipsters, beatniks, juvenile delinquents, and the criminal friends. Bonjour, madame. Bonjour, monsieur. Nous allons, grâce à ce disque créé spécialement pour vous, essayer de tirer ensemble le maximum de qualité sonore de votre chaîne haute fidélité. Sit back, relax, and close your eyes.
power over I'm the son of iniquity, be powerless to harm her. Your mother sucks cocks in hell, Paris, you faithless swine. Come on to me. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray.
September 17th, Tucson, Arizona. The Black Flag tour ended two weeks ago. I haven't started on my talking tour yet. I couldn't write during my two-week stay in L.A. I don't do so well there. Now I'm in the desert in Tucson, Arizona, and it's only now that I can see. I find it almost impossible to be in one place for a long time. That night in Santa Cruz. Now that was one fucked up night. During our set, a girl took off her spiked bracelet and started punching guys in the crowd. I took the bracelet from the girl and threw it to someone on the side of the stage. No problem there, I'm used to stuff like that. I did nothing to retaliate. I don't know what to do in situations when a female hits me. You're not supposed to hit women. I don't. Whatever. After the show, the promoter came up to me and told me that the cops wanted to talk to me outside. The bitch called the cops on me. I went outside just in my shorts, no shoes or anything. The pigs were outside waiting for me. One with black leather gloves came up to me and said, Let's go across the street so no one can see us. I knew that I was going to get my ass kicked. Two more pigs were waiting for us across the street. They started asking me questions. The one with the gloves didn't say anything. He just kept staring at me while grinding his knuckles into his palms. I did my best to keep in the street light so if the pigs started wailing on me, some people might be able to see it go down. I somehow talked my way out of it. They let me go. After 105 days on the road, I totally forgot any other way of life besides the tour. I felt lonely, like a friend was going away and never coming back. It made the time spent in the shed before I got out here almost unendurable. I hardly slept except for a few hours a night. I couldn't relax. I couldn't think of anyone I wanted to talk to or see. I didn't even want to leave the shed. I just wanted to sit there until the next tour started. This always happens after tours. It becomes very difficult for me to decompress. The phone started ringing. People wanted to see how I was and how the tour went. I just answered in one and two word answers. There's no way to explain. I never felt so alienated from people as I do now. 
I can't identify with anyone except for someone in our road crew. This is journal entries from 1986. January 2nd, San Francisco, California. Ratman's new PA is set up. Loud as hell. It sounds like the sky is falling down. The staff here has their attitude already. They're giving us all kinds of petty shit. I walked into the dressing room and a few of them were doing coke. What scum. You bring in a system to the place and if it's three times better than the one they have, they all get pissed off. The staff here at the Stone are really obnoxious. What's the matter, fellas? Not enough cocaine today? Fat, stupid people always seem to get jobs in clubs. No cocaine today, no cocaine tomorrow. I won't be crying when they all start dying. January 3rd. I'm in the shed. We should be playing in Fresno right now, but the show's canceled out and we came home. Last night was one of those nights. During the first song, a guy got on stage and knocked into Greg. Greg tried to swing out of his way. He swung his guitar towards me. I swung my head towards Greg. My face collided with his tuning pegs. I got bumps on my head, cheek, and jaw. My eyebrows cut open. I can't open or close my jaw completely either way because of the swelling. All during the set, this one guy kept screaming, You sold your soul! over and over while he grabbed the mic cord and shook it so I couldn't get my mouth near it. He wouldn't stop. I asked him over and over, Would you please stop? But he didn't. I was good. I didn't crack him upside his head now, did I? No. Makes me wonder what these people come for. Makes me wonder what I do it for. I didn't like playing last night. People were coming backstage and trying to talk to me. I had nothing to say to them. I just stared at the ground. I used to try and be polite, but now I see where that got me. If I say nothing, it gets me the same reaction. The shows are starting again. It only takes a few days on the road to make me remember everything. The halls, the dressing rooms, the smells, the lack of privacy, and the people. Two weeks from now, I'll hate the sound of my name. I will hate the fact that any asshole who wants to will be able to fuck with me. If I stand up for myself, I'll be given boatloads of shit by the band and the audience. My head hurts just thinking about it. My ship will sail into the sun and burn. No abortions on the lake of fire. No promises in the company of alone. The number one heals, strengthens, and illuminates. January 4th in the shed. D. Boone's funeral went down today. I didn't go. I couldn't find a reason. D. Boone is gone. Why go watch the body get buried in the ground? I asked Miss Ginn what she thought. She said that she agreed with me and added that after seeing so many dead bodies blown apart, corpses and TB victims in World War II, she thinks it's ridiculous to have any kind of funeral ceremony whatsoever. I got to thinking, it's almost selfish to have a funeral for someone. You get to say what you want about a person who you only knew in life. You don't know that corpse. Funerals make people feel better about themselves. Why can't they enjoy the memories of the living? When I think of D. Boone, I can only think of him breathing and living. I can only imagine what the dead body looks like. I'm glad of it. D. Boone will always be alive and well in my thoughts. I'm sure he wouldn't want anyone to cry for him. January 15th, El Paso, Texas. We are in some warehouse district. The place we're playing is a broken-down warehouse. The place reeks of stale liquor, trash all over the place. Graffiti covers almost every square inch of the hall. Lots of biker graffiti and the usual punk rock stupid bullshit. Places like this are very depressing. Once you're here, there's nowhere to go. You could walk a couple of miles before you could find something that wasn't some kind of factory or storage place. The Jimi Hendrix quote, There ain't no life nowhere, comes to mind as I sit here. The smell of the toilets is now rolling in. All the band graffiti on the walls, obviously written by the bands, tells you how great they are. 
Places like this are always destroyed by their patrons. Later, I walked down the Texas street for a few miles, railroad tracks, factories, and beer and wine bottles on the sidewalk. I watched all these guys getting off work. They came out of the buildings like they were being hatched out of an egg. All the windows were covered with smoke, grease, or paint. What a drag. Almost like working in a coal mine. When the sun went down, all I could see was the neon and crime lights. I walked for about half an hour without seeing another person. January 19, Scott, Louisiana. Left Houston at around 8 o'clock this morning to get here. Highlights from El Paso. A guy walks up to me and says, You're Henry, right, dude? And I say, Yeah. He says, Spit on me, dude. It would be a compliment coming from you. So I spat on him, right in his face. He thanked me and walked away. I stood and stared at him for a few minutes. Finally, I walked up to him, grabbed him by his arm, and dragged him over to me. I said, Listen, the next time someone spits in your face, you break his jaw. The guy says, but it's a compliment coming from you. I told him that's a compliment from no one. Don't ever degrade yourself like that. He kind of nodded his head and walked off. I wonder what's going on in that guy's mind. San Antonio, Texas. Played good, I thought. The crowd stood very still and watched us. Most of them had their arms crossed. Oh well, whatever. Some girl came to talk to me after the show. She told me that I was God and that she loved me. I straightened around on a few things. Houston, Texas. I sat up until about 4 o'clock this morning. Sometimes I get very bummed out being in Black Flag. I can't convince myself that I want to do it anymore. That's what I was feeling this morning. Sometimes I think that I have no friends besides me. I think that all the time. More and more now, it seems, with each passing day. I feel more distant from everyone I know. That makes me feel bad when I think of the people I like, but sometimes I don't think that any of them know what I'm about. That makes me feel very cold inside, like I'm not human or something. I don't know. It's very fucked up. Sometimes I dream of shit like bailing to a small town and just disappearing from sight. I have several different versions of the same trip. I make the trip almost every day now. January 24th, Tampa, Florida. We're playing at this outdoors place called the Cuban Club. This will be our third time here. This is a pretty hairy neighborhood. The closest food place is a 7-Eleven about half a mile down the road. On the way to the 7-Eleven, there's a long stretch of project housing. Davo and I went to the store to get coffee for the crew. When we came out, these black guys were outside talking, and I remember one of them saying, You know me. I'll drag them out into the woods and kill the motherfucking crackers. We got the fuck out of there. I hardly talk to anyone on this tour. I think they're all great. I have no problems with any of them. Greg doesn't like me very much. At least he told me. I respect that. It makes playing kind of strange, though, sometimes. Makes me feel on the outside of everybody. Makes me wonder if I have any friends at all. Faith. Shit. That's just like standing in a food line that's so long you can't see if there's a soup kitchen at the end. You gotta hope that the food will be there. And if it's not, you starve. But at least your faith was strong. Faith. What a gross-sounding, vulgar word that is. Excuse me, Mr. Rollins, could you come over here for a second and talk to your fans? How would you be after a few rounds of shit like that? I'm sitting on this bench writing and people on the street are watching me through a gate. Look, he's got something on his right hand. That's not him. It is too. Look. Oh yeah, it is. Fuck. A few years from now, no one will be saying these things when I'm around. I guess this is fame. And you know what they say. Enjoy it while it lasts. Wow, that's some trip. It gets worse? Oh, man. No, my name is Henry Rollins, and fans are for Elvis Presley and Bruce Springsteen. Your heart beats, my heart beats. We're both here. It's cool. 
The fan fanny trip is bad. That shit causes alienation, distance, and unbreakable barriers. Sometimes I stand in the middle of a crowd so anyone who wants to talk to me or hit me, whatever, can have their chance. I can't do it all the time because it wears me down a whole lot, but every once in a while I'll do this. This trip is hard. It's harder than I am. I can see what it's doing to me. At first, when I noticed my face starting to change, it tripped me out. I look at pictures of myself from two years ago, and I see a great difference. Kind of scary, but it's in the cards. A few people I know have noticed it also. I guess that's what happens. What a trip. What a war. January 25th, Miami, Florida. At a Denny's. Drove all night to get here. Last night I watched skinheads beat people up while the first two bands were playing. The rented security made no attempt whatsoever to stop them. Later on, black flag set starts. People started grabbing me and trying to pull me in. One guy kept punching me in the knees for some reason. I let him keep it up for a while, and then I clipped him in the head with a mic. Not hard, but just hard enough to make him notice that he's punching me a little bit too many times. He keeps it up, so I wound up and belted him with my fist in the mic. His nose broke and his face was all bloody. People kept getting on stage, and Ratman and Joe kept throwing them off. I start to notice that now people are getting on stage for the direct purpose of fucking with Joe and Ratman. They are trying to pull them in. The guy whose nose I broke is now standing in the middle of the crowd with his arms outstretched so he looks like he's nailed to a cross. His headband looked like a crown of thorns. The blood trickling from right below his eye looked great. Old Jesus Christ is alive and well in Tampa. During the second to last song of this set, some skinheads pulled the cords from the stage right monitors. Ratman went to go see what was wrong, and that's when they got him. From what he says, they got him down and started to kick him in the head. He told me he was trying to crawl up the stairs to the stage, and they kept dragging him back down and kicking him. I didn't see anything except for Rat getting back on stage with his face all mangled. We stopped playing. The insult started in seconds. I could feel balls of spit pelt me from all over. People started to chant, Bullshit, over and over. I just sat down behind the amps and listened to them. Black flag sucks. Fuck you, Henry, you pussy. We want our money's worth. Play more, you faggots. Henry, you suck. I want my money back. Rock stars, take the money and run. I can't remember anymore. After the show was over, the pigs came, and all they did was stand around and tell us to hurry up with the loadout. The skinhead guys were just standing around right out of reach, laughing. They are pieces of shit. They can't hurt me. They just make me stronger. If they all die tomorrow, so what? I don't know why they come. I don't know why we come. Someday I'll feel no pain. Someday I won't have a 